When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Leith and welcome to my podcast. Before we begin, I want to talk to you about something that I'm very, very excited about. And that's my 2019 Mental Health Makeover Initiative. Each month, I'll tackle a specific problem, an issue, a concept related to mental health. I'll also be presenting you with the major issues in the current mental health system and how to find healing for yourself and a loved one. So for more information on how to join this club, check out my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and be sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter to get more tips on this information and on information for the mental health makeover. Be sure also to subscribe to my YouTube channel for the weekly live discussions and get the book, The Perfect You, which is what we're discussing this month, which will be on sale less 35% at drleaf.com. There is also an Audible and a Kindle version available. And if you can't make my YouTube live, you can watch it anytime afterwards on my YouTube channel. So today we're going to talk about why the current mental health system is failing us. First of all, I just want to acknowledge that depression, anxiety, feeling going through the struggles of life, these are real things. This is part of the human condition. We all battle with life. We all go through things like depression and anxiety and having intrusive crazy thoughts and even sometimes maybe breakdowns because life is tough. Life is challenging. And I have tremendous sympathy with you. I totally and utterly accept that these feelings and struggles are very valid, very real. And what you are going through, maybe even at this moment, is very real, very real to you and you're really suffering. I'm just trying to show you that there is a way, because I care so much, I want to show you that there are alternative ways of thinking about mental health and of dealing with mental health. And the reason I do this is because we're in a current system that actually invalidates our struggles that we go through as individual unique human beings and the context of our lives. We have a current system that is taking the natural human condition, which is to face these challenges and to actually battle through these challenges and turning this into some kind of an illness when it's not an illness. What I want to do is I want to validate what you're going through and help you to cope with what you're going through and show you that drugs are not potentially the answer. They could actually cause more of a problem. I want to help you to understand why and show you that there are other ways to help you. And I understand this totally. I mean, my, my own family, myself, my brothers, sisters, children, whatever, my, even myself, we've all gone through stuff. As I keep on saying, this is a normal human condition. There's very few people that haven't had some kind of mental challenge. So let's talk more about how we can manage this. But before I do, let's just look at the current mental health system and what it says about us as unique, complex, magnificent human beings. One of the main problems in the current mental health system is that we have what we call the medical model. And the medical model is basically applying the principles of medicine to modern medicine to to understanding the struggles of life. The, The hallmark of modern medicine is to detect, to understand, to diagnose and to treat some kind of physical illness in your body like a heart problem or if there's cancer or if there's some kind of problem in your stomach or whatever it may be or diabetes or something like that. 
So it's very much looking at the physical symptoms and then basically treating, identifying, diagnosing and treating them. This medical model is excellent when it comes to the physical body, but it loses its way when it comes to mental health difficulties. When we adopt this this model, this medical model, which is actually termed the biomedical model of diagnosis and treatment, when we adopt that for the ment- for mental health as well as for bodily health, we have a problem. So let me stress, it works when it comes to, the, to physical issues in the brain and the body. But when it comes to mental health, mind, dealing with loss of a loved one or a traumatic incident or just the day-to-day difficulties of maybe financial or parenting or work or uh, traffic or political or socioeconomic, all these things that we are faced just because we are alive. When it comes to that, diagnosing and treating as though it's some kind of physical illness does not work. Research has shown, now extensive research has shown over the last 60 to 80 years that this is not a successful model. The message that we are getting from the media is that mental ill health is on the rise and that mental ill health must be medicalized. And That is a very dangerous thing to do because as soon as you medicalize or to use another medical term, pathologize mind issues, you treat them differently. Let me explain why. The medical model looks at the physical. It looks at the different parts of our body. Whereas when we talk about mental health, we can't do that. When you can't look at at mental health or us or you in your unique context of your life as just an organism with something that's going wrong. We have to, we can't reduce you down to just the physical because the way you react to life is completely different to someone else's life. The things you are experiencing is completely unique to you. You have your individual unique complex story and you have to have that whole story considered in looking at what, what's, why you're batting at this particular moment, why you feel depressed, why you feel anxious, why you're swinging between different moods, which has maybe been called bipolar in, in your situation. We can't put mental health under a reductionistic microscope. And what that means is that we can't reduce your complex, highly complex, individual psychological experience, the whole interplay of your mind, your behavior, your social and physical environments, what you're experiencing at work, home, in life. We can't reduce that down to something that's broken inside your brain and then say that you have an illness. If you have suffered the loss of a lost one, if you've been raped and abused, if you've been in a war situation, if you've been in, in, in a poverty situation, if you've been bullied, that is not a disease. That is something that you have experienced in your environment and that has caused extensive dis- distress in your life that has made you feel anxious or depressed or bipolar or have schizophrenic episodes. In other words, those words, depression, anxiety, bipolar, schizophrenia, OCD, those are words that are describing the resultant behavior. They're like adjectives describing that that's the behavior that you're manifesting, but it's not a disease. It's a behavior that's telling us that there's something going on in your life. So what we have to do is not say you have a disease and a disease that is resistant to treatment if it doesn't go away or a disease that is now going to put you under the label of having an illness. It is actually telling you that something is going on in your life, telling you that there's an issue that needs addressing. It's like a warning sign. So when you feel depressed, it's almost like you need to embrace that depression, which kind of sounds crazy, but you need to embrace that depression as a signal for you to say, okay, something is going on in my life. These intrusive thoughts, what are these thoughts that keep coming back? What are these behaviors that you may be doing to try and block out those intrusive thoughts, the repetitive behaviors that you're doing to block out those intrusive thoughts? What are you trying to block out? 
that feeling of anxiety, that nagging anxiety that's maybe potentially causing you to have panic attacks in certain situations. What are those triggers? What are those underlying factors? So the approach that I adopt is not something new. It is something that is very logical. It is something that was very dominant um, up to around about 60 to 80 years ago until the introduction of the first psychotropic drugs. Now, what is a psychotropic drug? A psychotropic drug is an antidepressant, anti-anxiety medication, antipsychotic, and stimulants. So it's four classes of drugs. And by their name, anti, antidepressant, it sounds like they're then going to be like an antibiotic fights the virus. It sounds like the antidepressant is going to fight the depression or the anti-anxiety is going to fight the anxiety. What they actually do is they were found, the first one was found by accident called clopramazine, and it was actually a form of anesthesia. So what these drugs do, and they're different, they'd have different effects on the brain, but basically what they do is they are brain disabling. So they, to a certain extent, numb the brain. So the pain that you are feeling in the midst of that depression, anxiety, etc., is numbed for a moment. So you feel like you can cope. And this is why it's so, so often people feel that the drugs are helping them to cope. And they'll say that the drugs were life-saving because they just couldn't cope and until they took the drugs and then the drugs helped them to cope. Well, what's actually happening is that those drugs are numbing the brain and over time disabling the brain and actually causing damage to the brain. Now, before you get panicky or frightened, any damage to the brain can be healed by changing diet, by weaning off drugs, tapering off very carefully under medical supervision, getting mind techniques in place to help you to find the underlying process and reconceptualize it. So all these things can change. So it's not that you're going to live with brain, brain damage the rest of your life. As long as you are on the drugs, you have more extensive damage and harder work to do for the brain to repair, but the brain can repair. The thing that we have to recognize is that those drugs, those psychotropic drugs in those four categories aren't fixing a problem. They aren't restoring a chemical imbalance. You don't have the depression because of a chemical imbalance. You have the depression because of something that's happened in your life. That is then because as you experience life, you are processing it in your mind and your mind then uses your brain because your mind works through your brain and builds the physical result of what you're experiencing as a structure in your brain. And if it's a toxic experience, you build a toxic structure in your brain and that creates neurochemical chaos in your brain. The causative factor or the underlying cause is the issue, the trauma, the financial crisis, whatever in your life. That is the bottom line cause. You process that through your, in, through your mind into your brain and you build a toxic reality, which then causes the damage in your brain, which then makes you feel even worse. So now you have this stuff going on in your brain and you have the stuff going on in your mind and you still have the stuff potentially going on in your life. So you have, have it from three angles. By taking a psychotropic drug, the pain can be numbed for a while. But as soon as the drug wears off, the pain is still there because the toxic issue is a physical reality that's been built into the structural networks of your brain. So it hasn't been dealt with and you haven't coped with it. You haven't reconceptualized. You haven't processed it. So it hasn't gone away. It's still there causing the chaos. So it's not like a disease has come back. It is that the issue is now you once once again it's come back into your conscious mind because the numbing effect of the of the, the brain disabling psychotropic medication has worn off. So very often when you go back to the doctor and say, look, it's not working anymore or it's not working yet, the doctors may increase your dose of your antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication or something or give you multiple different drugs. So you go on to what we call polypharmacy and eventually a negative cycle is set up because the more of these drugs you take and the higher the doses and the longer you take them, the more damage they are doing in the brain. 
So as the drugs wear off, the pain of the issue is still there. Plus now you are dealing with brain damage effects, which are also making you feel terrible. So adding another drug to that is not going to help. What we have to do is start addressing this correctly. So how can we fix this and how can you deal with this? So the first thing we have to do is if you are on medication, don't just stop your medication. You need to be very careful because your brain adapts to whatever you put into your mouth. So whatever you think about changes your brain, whatever you eat changes your brain, whatever you put in your mouth in terms of medication will change your brain. So you can't just stop it. You'll have terrible side effects and dangerous side effects. So it's very important when you are re- feel ready, get lots of information. And you'll see in the show notes, you will find we've linked you to some resources and references, including some of my materials that will help you to deal with these things that I'm describing now. First thing you need to do is make the decision to get information about what these drugs are doing in your brain. To then make a decision to choose to come off and how you want to do it and when you want to do it. As I said in the show notes, I give indications of some materials that I believe are excellent for helping you to taper off drugs. You need to do this under medical supervision. Very, very important. You don't just do this on your own because of the side effects that these medications will have. You can experience suicidal thoughts. You can experience all kinds of physical sensations in your body. You may have experienced already things like weight gain, um, disturbance in your stomach issues, um, headaches, all kinds of physical symptoms. So these have to be addressed. You also need to develop to get a very good mind technique that you can actually start dealing with the core issue that is causing the depression, the anxiety, the the feelings of mental ill health in the first place. And for this, I recommend my new app that's about to be released in the new year called the Switch app, which walks you through in an audible way, basically through the techniques of how to identify the toxic issue or the trauma, whatever the cause is, and how to reconceptualize or redesign it to process it and to redesign it and then what how to then move forward with a redesigned coping way of thinking i also have books a lot of books switch on your brain think learn succeed which we'll put in the show notes that um, that will also help you to work through this process in the meantime what's very important however is that you do have a mind directed technique to help you to process through this information an excellent resource as well is the perfect you book which is the book that we're studying this month In the Perfect You book, I do have a whole explanation on mental health and the mental health, the disease model versus the model I'm describing to you in this talk now. And I have techniques on helping you find your identity and helping you recognize your symptoms in your body when you are stepping out of into mental ill health. So there's a lot of information in my Perfect You book to help you in dealing with mental health issues and understanding the resilience that you actually have in you to identify and reconceptualize and redesign and cope with these thoughts. You are a lot stronger than what you realize. You sometimes, what we need to do is learn how to recognize this and how to find this information. So when you recognize and identify, then you can start changing. And that is what I'm trying to help you to do in, in my materials, specifically the Perfect You book this month, the Switch app coming out and my various other materials help you recognize that you are resilient, you're strong, that you have very valid experiences of whatever it is that you're going through, but that you can, by acknowledging, you can reconceptualize and redesign these as part of your story, not to eliminate these, but to learn how to process and cope and redesign them. Thank you for listening to me today. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf.